Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Bean Dad. The Dress, 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On with Mario Lopez. Joining me in studio, singer and songwriter Louis Capaldi. Welcome to the show, man. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much for having me in here. It's a lovely studio. Um, it's probably one of the best studios I've been in um, today. <laughs> um, so the last 12 months have been uh, a bit of a whirlwind for you. Have you had a chance to really enjoy all the success? You've just been busy. I, I've been a busy boy. I've been doing lots of things. So, I mean, I enjoy it. I enjoy it every day. Every day I wake up and I don't have to put on, you know, a suit and tie and go to work uh, for a job that I would be very bad at. I see as a win. Every day that I'm not unemployed, uh, that's me enjoying the success, I think, as well. Um, yeah, I think it's been a very, very mad 12 months, but it's been fun and it's been it's been good and hopefully... Long may it continue because I need to move out of my parents' house and right now uh, my mother is suffocating me. She really is an overbearing parent uh, and I'm glad I can say this to you because she 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 would not enjoy it. But um, but yeah, so it'd be nice if it continued because I'd like to leave my house. Not, I wouldn't like to, I love my parents, but I would like to just move out. Well, what what would the job be if you weren't doing this, if you had to put on a suit and tie and go to work every day? What would that job be, you think? My dad is a fishmonger, one who sells fish. Oh, okay. So yeah, so he has a fish a fish shop, uh, sells fresh fish, KP's Fresh Fish, I should say, if anyone fancies it, if they're in Scotland. Uh, so I'd probably work there, but I hate fish, and I hate the smell of fish, and I hate, and I hate, I, I can't look at prawns in the face. I mean, obviously those are very scary, um, but becoming famous is kind of scary too. Have, have there been any moments that have like kind of freaked you out? 
Um, people like to film me when I'm eating in restaurants, <laughs> which I would. Do you know what? I like. I, I'll take a picture with anybody. But the thing when people film me from a distance, I don't look great at the best of times. So when I'm trying to shove half a lasagna down my throat, <laughs> and it's you know, and it's I don't know, I don't know what thirty degrees Celsius is out here in Fahrenheit, but it's a lot. Uh, when it's when it's hot and I'm sweating and I've got a mouthful of lasagna and it's dripped down my t-shirt because I'm an absolute animal. Uh, I don't really enjoy people filming that because I have to then look at it on the internet uh, and it's not a pretty sight. So that's the only thing that's really scared me so far. But the, there's a there's a more benefits. There's a ben- There's one of the best benefits, and I think this alone outweighs any negative about the fame. And the be- the benefit is, in especially in Scotland and other UK, I can go into any shop and say I need a pee, right? When you pee, when you need a pee, you go into these. You go into I don't know a convenience store and you say hello. Do you have a toilet? Now, usually, and this is bef- before this year, I would have been told, no, we don't have a toilet. You're going to have to leave unless you're going to buy something. But we don't have a toilet for public use. I can literally pee in any toilet. Listen to this. So I go into any convenience store and I say, look, uh, hello, I need to pee. Is there any, do you have a toilet? And they say, oh, no, we don't have a pu-. And then they say, oh, are you Louis Capaldi? And I say yes, and they say we can. Well, we've got a staff toilet you can use. I've been using staff toilets up and down the UK for the last six months, and let me tell you, uh, you have touched the skies when you're peeing in a prohibited area, not like a like I mean like a staff toilet, not like a public play park, but like when you're peeing in a staff toilet, you really you really count your blessings, and you say, oh my god. I've touched the stars, and I think no amount of uh, people t- filming me like the like a, eating like a fat oaf is ever going to is ever going to bother me after this. Um, someone you love continues to uh, climb the charts. When did you realize? Like, what was the moment where you realized this song was going to be just massive? Um, I don't know. I think when it went number one in the UK, I was like, oh, there's, "That's a pretty good indicator," because it's like even when it was like climbing up, and like how it's climbing up now in America as well. You'd never think, okay, like, but to put it bluntly, I have no idea what I'm doing in terms of my career. I don't know how I've ended up here. I don't know how I'm, how I've, how I'm talking to you right now. I just know I like singing songs and I've always done it. And in the last year or so, it's really got ridiculous. So I don't really know. I don't know how to write a hit song. If you had to, if you had to ask me how what what that was, I wouldn't be able to tell you. So. I didn't really know until, yeah, it was kind of happening. Because as well, I was on tour around Europe while the song was climbing up the charts in the UK. Um, so I, was, I wasn't really around for the whole, I don't know, I suppose, initial frenzy of it. And, uh, and yeah, when it went number one in the UK, I was in Bordeaux and I was in a hotel room by myself. And I, I, I jumped for joy. I jumped for joy, but I had to put a sports bra on first. Um, and then I jumped for joy and um, I... Yeah, and then afterwards we went to a bowling alley and had champagne. And I'll just warn everyone now, don't have bowling alley champagne because it tastes like carbonated sweat. Um, So I went there and did that. But yeah, so that was probably the biggest... 
that was like when I realised like oh, oh we, might, we might have something on our hands here which sounds really weird because it obviously climbed up before then but I, I'm, I'm quite the pessimist I'm quite I'm like I'm very very negative on things so to see things going so well um, is, is pretty crazy by the way carbonated sweat was the uh, I believe that was the brand that you were drinking oh yeah carbonated sweat it also is a good name for a band so uh, speaking of writing songs you say you don't even really know how to do that but I read it took six months to kind of put together someone you loved mm-hmm. so what gave you the most trouble doing like actually writing that song uh, self self doubt uh, and that my own pessimism I think so basically I started writing the song I'd finished writing for my album or at least I thought I had I mean sorry I just belched um, so I finished writing the album and I thought okay that's it and then like a week after I thought right I'll try once more and see how we get on and then I sat at the piano for like four hours and for three hours and 55 minutes I'll be honest I hated myself and I thought you are terrible at this you're a terrible songwriter uh, and you look weird uh, but I think and I was really like you're terrible at this like that yes, give up the album's finished move away but then for like the last five minutes it was like just a really productive like spell of where I wrote the melodies for the, the verse the pre-chorus and chorus for the song and then when it came to write I was like okay now we're getting somewhere and then I came to write lyrics and I couldn't think of anything to write so it was one of those things where it just it just it, took a bit of time to kind of be able to have something to write about and that's the thing as well with them um, with writing songs i used to always think the best ones come the quickest the best ones just happen but uh, i've kind of learned now that that's that's maybe not always the case and i just think i dread to think what would have happened had we not put this song on the album i mean i know what would have happened the album would have bombed so massively so uh i'm glad we put it on and i'm glad it's out there and yeah i'm glad people are enjoying it well, your new single is Hold Me While You Wait. And is this about the same woman who treated you horribly? It's about the same gal. It's about the same the same lady, for sure. Uh, a lot of the songs are about that. That Well, all the songs in the album are about that lady. Someone You Love's maybe got more... It's, it's less about one girl and more about the feeling of loss in general. But um, but yeah, with the Home Away Wait is about, is about a lovely lady who I enjoyed the company of for quite some time. Uh, I believe people, I believe normal people call it a girlfriend. And uh, I, <laughs> I, yeah, then, then we broke up. And, but we, the thing is, I always joke and say that she's, you know, a horrible person or whatever. But um, no, she's, but she's, she's fine. She's cool. And uh, yeah, we, we, we get on. But yeah, so it's about, it's all about the same, it's all about the same lady. How does she, how does she feel now? Have you talked to her, like knowing that these songs are, are so huge and they're about her? Uh, I think she's pretty cool. Yeah, she's pretty chill about it. Um, as I say, we we even when we broke up, it was kind of amicable and stuff, and it was all kind of we were all kind of good. So yeah, she's she's fine with it. Although if she phones me at any point looking for royalties, I will come down on her. <laughs> of course, of course. the The album title, divinely uninspired to a hellish extent. Where did that come from? I just thought it'd be funny to have an album title <laughs> that was so stupid. Um, as well. Telling a room full of, of, I don't know, record label people that you want to call your album something as negative as that is quite an enjoyable uh, thing to do because everyone starts going, you can just see the, the cogs in their mind working like, how on earth are we going to market this? The, the, t- the title of the album sounds like a bad review of the <laughs> album. So uh, I think, yeah, I thought it was a good laugh, basically. I don't, I wish, it was, uh, there was a line... And a, a song that was supposed to be on the album that is divinely on his bad to a hell of a step. 
But I just thought it'd be funny to have the album title be something so weird. Plus, I just like everyone's album titles are so boring and sh- like they're just like like stuff. See if my album was called Lewis Capaldi, it would have been the most ridiculous thing ever. Or like when the birds when the birds crow. Do you know what I mean? It's stuff like this is always album titles, and it really bothers me. So I think I just like the idea of having a ridiculous album title. And uh, and yeah, plus sometimes when I was writing the album. That's how I felt, was divinely uninspired to a hellish extent. Although I'm sure it doesn't come through in the music. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's a lot, like the t- feeling of being of having writer's block um, definitely feels like that. Or sometimes when you're writing something and you think, this is terrible. There's there's a lot of that self-doubt. Um, you're, you're out on tour right now. Uh, the shows seem to be going pretty well. Do you throw in cover songs? Do you throw in surprises? Do you kind of stick to the same set list? How does that work? Um, I kind of, yeah, I stick to the same set list for the most part. Um, listen, I'll do, I, we'll do covers sometimes, um, but I kind of, I like to keep it as the album. I don't play new songs from, like, that aren't on the album or aren't released, because I just think, I've been to those gigs where people play new music, and you're just like, get off. That's when everyone goes to get a beer. Play the songs that we want to know. That's what I'm, I imagine people are saying to me. Listen, you, you sweaty freak. Play the songs <laughs> that we know and love or leave. So, um, so yeah. No, I like to just play the songs from the album. And covers, I'll do, like, it's definitely more of, like, a off-the-cuff thing. I won't really plan a cover just because I'm very lazy and I don't want to learn a song. So I'll, I'd rather do a cobbled-together version of a, of a beloved classic and ruin it but um but no so i think uh, so yeah i just like to to kind of play 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 my music because i don't get royalties when i play other people's songs right but with me if i play the songs that i wrote oh that lo and behold the check doth cometh in the post <laughs> well um you just said that you don't play new music. Have you been writing a lot of new music lately? Uh, yes, I have, because uh, as soon as my album was released, I already started to think, oh, God, the higher someone you loved gets in the charts, the, ha- the more I'm thinking, oh, Jesus, this is going to be this is going to be a difficult one to follow up. But um, so, yeah, I'm always I'm always writing songs. Some of them are very bad. Uh, some of them are fine. And one or two of them are good. So I think it's just about constantly writing, because I think. You see people like, I don't know how people like Ariana Grande and Post Malone manage to release music as frequently as they do because I, I think about releasing another album next year and I'm sweating. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that pressure's got to be pretty crazy. Totally, especially the way people listen to music these days. But I think I, yeah, I'm always writing and I'll I, hopefully I'll release like another two couple of songs at least in the next year. But we'll see how it goes. Um, if, if, however... Uh, right, because right now I feel I'm very much one hit wonder territory, which is cool. Uh, but um, uh, if that remains the case, that's fine. Um, it's just my life's work, so it's all good. Um, your fans are very passionate. Uh, what's the, what's some of the craziest stuff that's happened? Sort of interacting with your fans. The craziest stuff. Uh... Like I know someone who went to your LA show and they said that you spotted a girl in the front row who you match with on Tinder. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, um, oh, yeah, that was, uh, that, that was, yeah, I guess that was passionate, um, that was more, well, she, I think she exclaimed that, I, I wasn't scoping out the front row for people that <laughs> may or may not have matched on Tinder, um, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I'm an avid Tinder user, and I use it a lot, so it, it doesn't surprise me that someone came to the show, although, um, uh, maybe a bit weird that it was maybe a bit awkward that we didn't 
exchange many uh, messages, and then she was at the front of my show. But um, but yeah, so they're a lovely bunch. I love people who love my music. Um, <laughs> of course. Love, yeah, I, I'm not such a fan of those who don't. So um, <laughs> so yeah, no. But they're they're amazing. Yeah, the people started. It's like things like. I wear stupid sunglasses on Instagram. Like, someone gave me a pair of sunglasses, and I feel like people who listen to my music are very much in on... They're very funny, and they're very much in on, like, jokes and stuff, and they make up their own sort of things, which I really enjoy. So a fan gave me a pair of glasses called Clout Goggles, which I never knew what they were until last year. It's just a pair of funny sunglasses. And then I put it on my Instagram once, and then this has become this... Now, everywhere I go people are throwing sunglasses at me and it's like but I love stuff like that and like they put up a picture of me with a towel on my head after I'd come out of the shower and a pair of glasses and then people end up getting tattoos of that that image and for some reason it's become any chance any any time I try and go serious with my music or anything like that so the songs are very serious but everything else is kind of but I just think it's a, it's a good laugh so anytime I try and go too serious um Again, I, I do enjoy that people who listen to my musical go. No, 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 no. That's not why we. That's not why we come to these shows. You better, you better bring some light and brevity to this. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, I just love that people are, are up for a laugh. All right, last thing, I'm going to put you on the spot. These are quick questions, quick answers. Okay. All right, go to karaoke song. Total Eclipse of the Heart. Oh, that's a good one. Should I follow up on why? Oh, you yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, because it's a classic, and because I'm not very good at singing it, it's a very hard song to sing, and I don't think you should be good at karaoke. I think anyone who goes up, and I hate when people go up to karaoke. And remember, I'm a singer. I hate when people go up and they perform well. It makes me sick to my stomach. Exactly. <laughs> uh, movie you've seen the most? Movie I've seen the most is probably the other guys. Uh, celebrity crush growing up. Celebrity Crush. Um, do you remember the Lady Marmalade video? Yes. That was a bit of that was kind of like my uh, sexual awakening, shall we say? <laughs> that was when I realised, okay, I, I like this. So um, all the ladies that took part in that. Um, your nickname growing up? Uh, my nickname. People just called me Capaldi or Fat Boy, but we won't talk <laughs> about the latter. It was affectionate. No, uh, yeah, Capaldi. People just called me by my last name, uh, which was fine by me. A lot of people call me Capaldi these days, but that's wrong. Uh, your dream collaboration dream collaboration um, um, Kenny Rogers oh that'd be amazing <laughs> there you go Kenny give me a call uh, and your favourite thing about America my favourite thing about America is jeez what is my favourite thing about America I do like food but I think that's like a cop out to say the food <laughs> it's the people it's the people who buy my records uh, on for tickets and tour dates you can follow him on Instagram where uh, Luis Capaldi it's just my name and uh, thanks for stopping by man it was great talking to you thank you very much for taking the time and I'm sorry that I've just farted that's <laughs> okay from the Geico Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance at geico.com this is On with Mario Lopez more coming up let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Bean Dad. The Dress. 
30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.